Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. For the Eagles, they have to think about and look forward to what they will be in 2018, 19, 20. And that's why the draft and the lead up to this draft is so important for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's why we're bringing on a guy. We talked to him last week, bringing him on again. Fran Duffy, you know, for PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Also, two podcasts he has out there he's going to tell us about. But the one that he's working on right now, of course, about the draft and all these prospects and guys the Eagles could have some interest in. Fran on the Schwartz Call at the guest line. How you doing tonight, bud? Doing all right, Joe. How about yourself, man? Well, doing good and just kind of looking at this Eagles team and, and I see how they are trying to balance repeat in 2018, but also, you know, the next month, I'm sure, for all the scouts and everyone with Howie and Joe is trying to find a way to get the best players possible in the 2018 draft. And there was a story today, Fran, that they had, or there's a report out there, I should say, that they want to have a private meeting with the linebacker out of Boise State that they could have some interest in in 32. What do you know about this kid, and what could he be in terms of a prospect down the line in the NFL? Yeah, that, that player is Leighton Vander Esch. And when, you, when I went into the combine last week, I heard a lot of buzz. Just for people that cover the draft, uh, people that are in the league, everybody talking about this guy, and, and for good reason. You know, I watched a couple games of him. Uh, and the first thing that stands out is obviously his size. You know, he came in at the combine last week, six four, over two hundred fifty five pounds. He's got thirty four inch long arms. He's instinctive. He's big. He's strong. He's got the ability to defend the run at a very high level. But he also can play in coverage as well. And that was one of the things that I think he showed at the combine. He tested very well, especially for a guy his size. So. People view him as a guy who can step in at middle linebacker. He could play weak side linebacker. That's what he was in the 3-4 scheme there for Boise State. Some people view him as a strong side backer. I mean, he's got the ability to play all three linebacker positions and play them at a high level. That's why I think a lot of people are really excited about this kid. I spoke with him briefly during the media availability at his press conference, and you could tell that he's just got every—he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a really good kid. Uh, so I think a lot of people are going to be excited about him, and he's just checking all the boxes as we go through this process. Fran, you were out there in Indianapolis last week with these prospects. I know you were tweeting about some of the numbers and what stood out to you. From your perspective, when you look at prospects and you rank them and you kind of project in your mind what they could be, how important is the whole combine process that we just watched last week and we went through? Because everyone now reacts to that. For you personally, how much stock do you put in to what you see at the combine and really how the players perform there? Well, I think that you have to kind of take it, and it's just part of the puzzle, right? I mean, to me, the most important thing is what the guy does on the field, and I think 99.9% of evaluators will tell you the same thing, that what a guy does on the football field is most important. But you would also be silly to completely discredit what the combine offers, uh, not just on the field of workouts, but also the interviews and the, the medicals and everything like that. So, you know, to me, when I look at the combine, I think that there's, first of all, one of three things. Number one, the film is always most important. Number two, I think it's a lot easier, okay, for a good athlete to have a bad day and a bad workout than it is for a bad athlete to go and light the world on fire with a great, you know, with a great workout. So, you know, people talked about 
Calvin Ridley from Alabama, the wide receiver, who didn't have a great workout. Oh, is he going to drop out of the first round now? No, I think it's a lot easier for a guy. We talked about this with Dalvin Cook last year. He had a bad workout. Leonard Fournette didn't have a great workout a year ago. Those guys still went high, but whenever they were on the field, they were productive, they were effective for their new teams. I think that you have to rely on the film first, and I think it's more likely that a good athlete just doesn't have a good day. These guys have two reps at each of these drills. So, you know, if something's a little bit off, they go through a long week, and it's just just not their day, then those times are going to get thrown off a little bit. So I try not to play into the drills too much, but still very, very important. It helps build an athletic profile on all these guys, and it really, to me, when you watch them go through all these position drills back to back to back, you're really comparing apples to apples. You know, I watch the quarterbacks throw, and you see Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, all these guys kind of throw side by side, and it really just kind of helps you when you're trying to compare apples to apples. Fran Duffy, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. He's joining us right now talking draft and talking about the combine and all these different prospects. Fran, a non-Eagles target, definitely a non-Eagles target, because I don't think there's any chance in the world he could be there for the Eagles but certainly a name that a lot of our listeners know and care about, Saquon Barkley. And you said comparing apples to apples. Well, he looked like his own version of something because he wasn't like any of his other running backs last week and really unlike any I've seen in a long time. First question on Saquon, Fran, when you look at running backs, are, are you one of those who think that you shouldn't take one high and you should really have a kind of a steadfast rule on that? Or do you think someone could break the mold and you don't worry about the position because he's that good? I'm a believer in taking the the best players, and I'm a fa- and I'm in favor of taking the guy. If the guy is going to be a game changer at his position, and you have a distinct plan for him, and he's going to be the kind of the bell cow of your offense, the focal point, then you take him. You know, if you think that a running back is going to come in, and you don't necessarily think you're a pass first team, you don't think that your identity is going to be through the run, then you're not going to value a guy that highly. But uh, you know, you can look at some of these running backs that have gone high in recent years. And where would their teams be at without them? You know, Leonard Fournette helped lead the Jacksonville Jaguars to the AFC title last year. We saw what Ezekiel Elliott was when he played 16 games for the Dallas Cowboys in 2016. You look at her around the league, and a lot of these Todd Gurley was a top-10 pick for the L.A. Rams, and, and with a good coaching staff now out, with the, out west with him, he's turned into one of the best offensive players in the league. So I think when you look at the running back spot, as long as you have a, a very good plan for that guy and he's going to be the focal point, I think it's worthwhile, and I think you're going to see that with Saquon Barkley because of his skill set. Some team is going to draft him and, and make him the focal point of their offense. Fran, if he lands with the Giants with the number two pick, do you think that should be a major concern for Eagles fans because they have to deal with Saquon Barkley and we have to watch the Giants play the Eagles for you know, whatever many years he'll be there against them? Or do you think long-term that would hurt because it still means they have no succession plan to Eli Manning, a quarterback? Because I think that's a realistic possibility. If the Browns don't take him, the Giants take him at number two. Yeah, I think if the, Gi- if the Giants looked at this quarterback class and they said, you know what, we just don't have faith in any of these guys that are going to be available to us uh, with the second overall pick, then I'm okay going away from it. But that's if they don't feel that way. If they looked at one of these quarterbacks and, you know what, they say, we think this guy is a, a future franchise quarterback, then you have to pull the trigger there. But uh, when you look at a Saquon Barkley in New York, I think one of the big things you also have to take into consideration is that offensive line, and that's going to be uh, something that's going to be a point of emphasis for Dave Gettleman going into this offseason. You you have both your top linemen on what was already kind of a below average to not very good offensive line that are going to be hitting the open market. So I think that that's going to be something that will be you know that you're going to have to keep an eye on with that team. If they decide they're going to go with Saquon Barkley, 
somebody's got to block for him. And obviously, whenever you have a talented player in the division, it's not ideal. But the Giants are picking up number two. They're going to get a good player. They're going to get a talented player. So whether it's Saquon Barkley or you know Bradley Chubb or any of these other guys that are up top, one of those guys is going to end up in New York, and uh, they'll be facing the Eagles twice a year. They will. Fran Duffy, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Fran, you put up a mock draft at Eagles.com, and I like the way it played out because I'm rolling through and rolling through and trying to figure out who you're going to have to the Eagles at 32, and then you have a whole <laughs> list of players there. Like, oh, well, who would you take if they got to 32 and all these potential guys were ready off the board? Who would be your pick? So I'm looking through the names and looking through the list here. You've got a couple tight ends on the list. You also have one wide receiver. Tell us about DJ Moore, what you think about him, because just the idea of a receiver is intriguing to me. We don't know what the Eagles will do yet with Torrey Smith and his cap number. Beyond that, Alshon will be here. We know that they will have Nelson Aguilar here. Matt Collins, a young player. I wouldn't be shocked if they add another young receiver to the mix. What do you think about DJ Moore? I love DJ Moore, and he had a great week last week. Uh, he was another guy that I spoke with extensively at his media availability on Friday morning, and I was really impressed with him physically, or, uh, personally. Um, from everything I've heard, I've talked with college coaches. <clears throat> they talked about his work ethic both at Maryland and then also at Imhotep Charter in high school. And just a re- a, just another guy who's just a great kid off the field. And then when you watch him on the field, to me, he's a prototype at the Z receiver spot. You know, he's a guy that you can move around. He can play inside and outside. He's a good athlete. He tested like a good athlete. So that held up on the turf at Lucas Oil Stadium. He's really good playing the ball in the air. He attacks it at the highest point. He can track it over his shoulder. I think he can play in the vertical part of the field. But he's also really got come along as a route runner. And that's something that you see flashes of during his career at Maryland, especially later on in his, in his junior season. You saw the ability to create separation at the top of the route and break away in the open field. And that's something that I really like to see from these college receivers is just more polish as a route runner. He definitely has the ability to be able to be a technician at the receiver spot. So to me, when I look at this kid, I think he's got the total package. He's six foot two ten, So not a guy that's going to go up and over defensive backs on a consistent basis, but he's 210 pounds. He's a pretty well-built kid. He's built like a running back. He's really good after the catch. So uh, I'm a fan of DJ Moore. We'll see how the, how the buzz kind of builds around him and who, Right now, I think coming into the combine last week, nobody really thought about him as a potential first-round pick. We'll see if that narrative kind of changes a little bit, especially after that workout he had down in Indy last week. Yeah, it could. Fran Duffy, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Fran, last one for you. We always hear that term around this time of year, that phrase, that guys are rising up the board, they're falling down (laughs) the board. What do you make of that? Because I always wonder, is that real? Is that just a thing we hear because one player maybe is getting more publicity than they were before? Or is someone like you who really dives into this stuff, does, is it possible for you to completely change your opinion now, maybe based on more film, more work? Does, do you think that really happens? What do you think about that? Well, it's easy for me to say now, but I, I had more as a top three receiver in the draft coming into the week, into the combine week, so uh, it's not like he's rising too much for me. I will say this, though, in terms of the buzz and all that, that, that stuff is a little bit real. Now, if, if I don't think you're going to talk about a guy that maybe some team felt was a seventh-round pick. Now, all of a sudden, he's a third-round pick, or he's a fifth-round pick. Now, he's a first-round pick. But if a, te- if a team, they're keeping an eye on all these media reports, and if you start hearing a player's name all of a sudden, first-round, 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 now you're, I think teams are going to start to feel, hey, well, you know what, maybe this guy does have a shot to go in round one, and, and that could affect uh, how they view this draft and how it's going to play out because I think a lot of general managers – do try to play the draft in terms of trying to find the right value and uh, you know and make the right picks at certain spots. So I think when you look at overall that stock, 
I think it's a little bit overplayed, but I don't want to say it's completely fabricated because I think there's something there as well. Yeah, it might be. It's always this time of year is always fun, and the mock drafts like yours always fun to read. Fran, tell us about your podcast, especially the one you're doing now. If someone's listening, like, listen, I got to hear more more of what Fran has to say about these prospects. Where can they listen? Yeah, so if you just go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com, both of them are are there, but they're also both available on you know Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, wherever podcasts can be found. You have the Journey to the Draft podcast, myself and Chris McPherson, where we talk about the NFL draft, all these prospects very much in depth, uh, and how it relates to the Philadelphia Eagles. So you can check that out. And then also my podcast, the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. I actually had an interview with Greg Cosell from NFL Films this week from the Scouting Combine, where we just talked about how we view this evaluation process, how what we saw on film this year during the NFL season has kind of changed how we view things. And it was a really interesting conversation. So those kind of things will continue all year round. I do that all year round. So uh, you can keep an eye out for both of those podcasts on PhiladelphiaEagles.com or just on your phone. You can go and subscribe. Awesome. Fran, we'll be listening, and we'll catch up. We'll do it again next week, all right? All right, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks. There he goes. Fran Duffy from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. He's always got good information. And how about that? Saquon Barkley, he put him number two to the Giants. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.